Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. I mentioned last time that today we would look at some of the let us scriptures in Hebrews. We have been discovering that our faith is not an individual faith only. It is a mutual faith. And God wants us to walk together as his people. The writer to the Hebrews, uh, when he is writing to them and, and inspiring them and what they are to do, he doesn't say, I want you to do this. He said, no, let us, let us. We're going to do it together. There are 10 times the writer says, let us in this book. Number one, Hebrews chapter four, verse one, let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Now the ultimate rest for the children of Israel was the promised land. And, uh, God's great intention was for them all to come in and enjoy that wonderful land flowing with milk and honey. But how many got into the land? Out of all those who came out of Egypt, 20 years of age and upwards, only two got in. I mean, they had seen all the miracles that come through the Red Sea. God had provided them with heavenly manna for 40 years. Um, they, They just saw miracle after miracle in the wilderness. But only two got in because they did not believe. They did not trust God. And, uh, This scripture encourages us, we better fear. We better not just take things for granted. My, if only two got in, we better make sure that we're getting in. Of course, we're not getting in by our works. It's through the precious blood of Jesus. But we have to just always be pressing on. Our Christian walk is not a stalemate. It's not stagnant. It's always more and more always increasing, always moving forward. Increase is such a common word uh, in the Bible. And I love that scripture in Proverbs uh, Proverbs 4.18. Yes, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Now, I've been walking with the Lord most of my life for so many years, and yet I feel I've hardly started. It it is, there's more and more, and I keep finding out more. I keep discovering more, and everything is more, and that's how it's meant to be every single day. Number two. Oh, I must give you the scripture, though, before I go on. Uh, 1 Peter 1.17 It always challenges me. Peter is writing and says, And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. 
we just read, let us therefore fear. There needs to be a certain amount of fear. Um, otherwise, we, we kind of can get too complacent. We are meant to walk in the fear of the Lord. I think that's something that is missing today, walking in the fear of the Lord. We can't take things for granted. We must, you know, walk in the fear of the Lord. Number two, Hebrews 4 verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And so it's a rest that we're going into, but we have to labor to get into that rest. We have to work at it. Now, rest, of course, we have our rest in Christ. He is our rest. He also gave the Sabbath day as a rest. Six days shalt thou work, and the seventh day you will rest. There is a day of rest, but ultimately Christ is our rest. You can keep a Sabbath day and still not live in rest. Um, and so... Uh, Let's learn to live in his rest, but we are also laboring to make sure we don't fall from that rest. All right, the next one, number three, Hebrews 4, verse 14. Let's look at it here. Verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Now that word in most translations is the word confession. It means to speak out what we believe. The word in the Greek is homologia, and it means to say the same thing that another is saying. In other words, we are going to say the same things that God says in his word. We're going to line up our confession with his word. What we say is not what we just hear from fake media, from just what people think or say or whatever. No, we line our confession up with God's word and we hold fast to it now we have to hold fast dear ladies because often um, God's word is totally opposite to what everybody else is saying or what everybody else is doing God doesn't just line up with the status quo he doesn't line up with culture no he, he has already imparted his way to us, the best way, the ultimate way. And uh, it's the divine way, the heavenly way, the best way. And so we've got to line up our confession with his way. We go over to chapter 10, verse 23, and it says the same thing again. Let us hold fast the confession of of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise you can count on his promises you can stand on his word 
Maybe at the moment you are, you know, feeling weak about something, you're faltering, you're doubting, you wonder if you can really trust God in this issue or whatever it is you're facing. Dear precious mother, he is faithful. He is faithful. His word is faithful. And you can stick your life on it. You can stick your confession on it. So hold fast the confession of your faith. Don't let it go. Everything around you may seem the opposite. But just hang on to God's word. We often have to do that um, when we're trusting God for healing. We don't see any signs. We don't, we're not healed, but we hang on. We, we just stand fast on God's infallible word. Hold fast. And we have to do it together. Let us. Sometimes we can't do these things on our own. Um, we, we just, you know, we just need one another. That's why it's so good uh, to meet with one another. It's why uh, God wants us to uh, be a together people, a one anothering people, a gathering together people, so we can encourage one another in the faith. Number four, Hebrews four sixteen, And let's go to that one. 4.16, let us, once again, let us, we're doing it together. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly into the throne of grace. We now, through the blood of Jesus, can go behind the curtain into the holy of holies, where God dwells in all his glory, and he's invited us to come in. We can barely come in on our own, but because of the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly, boldly into this throne room. We can just put out our hands and we can request from him. Oh, he's made a way through his precious blood. And we can do that together. We can pray on our own. But oh, there's something so powerful about coming in prayer together. Don't you find that? Oh, yes, I love to pray on my own. But I love to pray with people. Corporate prayer meetings are so powerful. When we are all coming, let us, we're all coming boldly into his throne room that he has said, where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst. Matthew 18 verse 20. I'm looking forward to tonight. We'll be having another prayer meeting tonight. How we love having prayer meetings in our home where we come together to his throne room. Number six. L let us, what's going to happen this time? Here we go. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. So, 
here we are encouraged to go on. Yes, we, we started at the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God and the doctrine of baptisms and the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. But we are to go on. We're to go on and on and on because there is always more and more. Number six, Hebrews 10, 22. Over the page here. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near. God wants us to be a people who draw near to him. It's an invitation. Draw near, my people. This is what he wants. We go back to the Old Testament, to the tabernacle, and it was all a type of our salvation and our walk with God. And in the outer court... They had the brazen altar where they did the daily sacrifices and the blood was shed. It all pointed to Jesus, who was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It speaks of our salvation through Christ. But it was in the outer court. It, it, we, we were still on the outside. And then the next thing was the um, the laver made of brass where they had to wash. It was like a baptism. They had to wash before they could go into the holy place. But that was still in the outer court. They were still on the outside. And many, many believers are still in the outer court. Yes, they're saved by the blood of Jesus. They've got salvation. They have their um, earnest, their promise of eternal life. They've been baptized. They've been washed. But they hang around there. They don't keep moving on. But you see, you go into the holy place. And there was the table of showbread with the bread upon it where we can feast on Christ, feast on him, feed on him, and, and grow in his likeness and learn more of him. There was the candlestick, the golden candelabra, and it was shining down on the bread to bring revelation. And it was also spoke of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They had to new oil morning and evening into that um, to keep that light burning and uh, it speaks of the continual just filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives and then we, we would go to the altar of incense which speaks of praise and worship and just entering in closer and closer to his presence because the altar of incense was right just right next to the curtain, just where, behind that, was the Holy of Holies, where God's Shekinah glory dwelt. 
And so God was always drawing his people closer. Today, he still wants to do the same thing. We can be people of the outer court, just staying on the outer. Yes, we're saved. We're born again. We're baptized. But but we don't keep moving nearer. It's a challenge to me, too. But God wants us to draw near. He wants us as mothers to be mothers who will be just gathering our families to draw near into his presence. That's why we love to gather our families morning and evening to hear the word of God and to come into prayer and so we can all as a family draw nearer, 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 my God, to thee, the hymn says. And so we do it together. We do it individually. We do it as a family. We do it when we come to meet with the fellow saints. We come and and we're going to draw near to God and we're going to do it together. Isn't that a wonderful thing? To draw near together. That's what God wants us to do. All right, number seven. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us... Consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting or encouraging one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And so here, God is drawing us again. And the writer to the Hebrews is saying, let us, let us, let us consider one another to provoke each other and and let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Do you notice the word assembling? That means coming together, but exhorting and encouraging one another. We can't do that unless we're meeting together. It's a together thing. It's a let us let us we're going to come together and we're going to provoke one another to love and to good works and and um and to to um just encourage one another and we'll do that as we come together so no more of this social distancing and staying away from church it's anti-bible and it's actually disobedient to the word of god And according to Hebrews 6, number number 5, let us, we we can't go on, we can't move on unless um, we are doing what God has already told us to do. All right, number 8, Hebrews 12, 1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us what a wonderful scripture and we do that together we run the race together we encourage one another to hang on many times one is down and Oh, they're going through something. And so the others will lift that one up. That's why it's so glorious to come together uh, as the saints. Once a week, at least, we gather 
That's just the least, the very least, the very least. I mean, it's so good if we were meeting midweek to pray or even more than midweek. We have more than one prayer meeting um, in our home every week. And so we, we meet as much as we can, but we're, we are we're meeting um, so we can encourage one another and lift one another up to help one another to run with patience and endurance this race that is set before us. We at our fellowship, we always have a fellowship meal afterwards. So everyone stays on and we eat together and we sit around the tables and we fellowship together. And it is so powerful. I mean, there's never even enough time to get to fellowship and talk with everyone. And, and there's always those who need prayer, those who need to pour out their hearts, those who just have to talk and share and share what's going on and others can pray with them. And this all can't be done in the church. It's, there's not enough time for all that. I mean, when people come, there's so many needs and, and we, you know, we just have the, the church meeting and we have the word and we have prayer and we have worship. But, and we can have also prayer at the end, but still there, there needs time. We, we need to have that fellowship together. And this is what it's all about. All right, um, number nine, Hebrews 13, 13. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. We have to encourage one another to bear his reproach. We're not going to be the most popular people in the world as we follow Jesus, especially in this hour. It's getting less popular to be a God-fearer, a God-believer, a word-believer. But together, we will encourage one another to go out to him without the camp. Jesus was cru crucified outside the city. And we go out to him bearing his reproach. The last one, number 10, Hebrews 13, 15. Okay, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So, together, we encourage one another to constantly give thanks to the Lord, no matter what we're going through, continually praising him. So there you go. Ten let us things that we should do together. Let me give you a few more scriptures, because in this podcast, I'm mainly uh, giving you some scriptures about the fact of our meeting together as the people of God. Should churches be meeting? Well, I think a good majority are now back meeting. I've heard of some that still are not doing it. And I've heard of some that are doing it, but doing it with all this junk of social distancing. No, that's not even biblical. You can't find one 
biblical reference for that. We are a together people. We are a one anothering people. And we cannot do that as we're socially distancing. And God wants us to be together. I want to remind you again um, to go back and listen to the podcast if you didn't before. What ones were there? I did four podcasts on uh, being together, what God says about that, and two podcasts about meeting together um, at church giving you the scriptures. But today, I'm going to give you some more because I, I, didn't, um, I didn't actually even give them to you all, even in those six podcasts. And so here's a few more. There's just so much in the Word. 1 John 3, 14, 16. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Dear ladies, if we love the people of God, we will want to be with them. And this is one of the ways we know that we have eternal life. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the saints and we want to be with them. And there's something about, you know, a fellowship of people gathering together. And when one is not there, you, you miss that person. You, you feel something is missing. Sometimes people stay away from their church gathering, from their fellowship, and they think, oh, well, I've got this to do today. I won't go. Or they have some other excuse. And they don't realize how much they are missed. Oh, uh, when, when people are not, you know, they don't come to our fellowship and, and they stay away because they're doing this or doing that. I don't think they even really know how much I miss them. I look for them. You, we are a body, and, and, and you, you, you don't feel as though it's right if not everyone is there. And um, I think, you know, when we stay away, we're really saying, well, oh, well, I don't really, you know, I don't worry too much about those people. I've got other things to do. I, I think we've got to get a greater love for the people of God, don't you? Because it will really show in what we do. And we'll just want to be there. Oh, goodness me. Absolutely. I love that beautiful scripture in Psalm 16. Verses 2 and 3. And David is speaking and he says to the Lord, O oh, my soul. Thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. David was saying, Lord God, I just love you. You are such a good God. But how can I show my goodness and my praise to you? This is the way I can do it, by showing it to your people, to your body. And so we show our 
love to the Lord by showing it to his people. David said, he said, Lord God, my my goodness, it, it extends not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth. When we show it to the saints, we're showing it to him. Oh, I'm always so challenged that how I show God's love and how I treat even the most lowly saint is really how I am treating God and showing my love to him. So that's a good challenge, isn't it? Yes, in Luke 4, verse 16, we read how Jesus went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day as was his habit. It was his habit. He'd been trained from a little baby to go on the Sabbath day. And uh, so whether you meet on Saturday or you meet on Sunday, well, whatever day that you meet, make it a habit. So you're going to be there. Rain, hail, sun or snow. I mean, it's amazing, amazing. Um, what weak little excuses people use to not come to the weekly service which God delights us to do. We've got to become a little bit tougher and not give in to all these little excuses. I can remember one time um, we were in a different place than we are now. And it was Sunday and was a, it was a real, real um, snowfall. It, the, we had to drive, I think, oh goodness me, it was a good, how long would it have been? been yes a good half hour drive and it was all um it was on a road that was so scary I mean it was icy snow and but my husband nothing would stop him this is the Lord's day we're going to be there so we drove right through that icy snow to be there there was hardly anyone else there but we were there and um you know let's just get such a something in us that that nothing's going to stop us all right first john 1 3 and 7 that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, number one, we have fellowship with the Father. Number two, we have fellowship with one another. If we have fellowship with Jesus, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, we'll also be wanting to have fellowship with his people. 1 Corinthians 10, 17, For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. I remember when I grew up in the church that I grew up in, they didn't have for communion all the little pieces of, uh, of wafer or the pieces of bread that most churches have today. We always had one bread 
loath. I think they were taking it from that scripture. And of course, we don't have to do that, but it is a beautiful picture. Um, the one, we are one bread. We are one loaf. And so it was a picture. Pictures are good. They help us to understand truth. And so that loaf was passed around to everyone and each person would take a little piece from that loaf. But they were understanding that as they took that little piece that they were part of the one loaf. I love that. All right. Well, let's just go. Oh, no, here's a couple more. Psalm 55, 14. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. That word company in the Hebrew there actually means a noisy crowd. I imagine all the people um, back then, they were most probably walking to church. We drive to church. Maybe it's pretty rowdy in your car as you drive to church with children screaming and babies crying. So maybe, you know, you, you're pretty scriptural. You've just got a noisy car ride. Um, I can remember when, um, you know, we were taking our children. It wasn't always perfect. Baby would be crying and children would be fighting. And, and um, you know, sometimes you get to church and you don't feel very holy, do you? Goodness me, you feel the opposite because you've been having to deal with children and you couldn't be getting mad. But, oh, wow. Anyway, you've just got to ask the Lord for his grace, don't you? But anyway, David loved to go to the house of God in company with this noisy crowd of everybody just talking and rejoicing and praising and most probably singing as they were all walking there together. Psalm 92, 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You get planted. You don't just hop around to this church and, oh, I think I'll go to that one. I'll check out that one. Now get planted into a body where you can bless other people and they can bless you and you will begin to flourish. Now let me give you a few scriptures here. Um, oh, yes. I wonder. I had something else I wanted to give you. And I don't think I brought it up here. Um, it was about assembling. And uh, the word in the Old Testament, assemble, uh, it occurs many times. God loved to assemble his people, to gather his people. And uh, I forgot to bring up here where I'm doing this podcast, all those scriptures about how God just loves to assemble his people together. Well, that's what it says, isn't it, in Hebrews 10, 25. Don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together. And even in the New Testament, there's so many words about assembling. I think I gave those to you in a previous podcast. But let's uh, look at some of the things that David confessed about being in amongst the believers. Psalm 22, 22 and 25. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. The word is assembly. Um, the, these are apart from these other 
ones I wanted to bring to you. But this also means assembly. In the midst of the assembly, that means the gathering together of the saints. Will I praise thee? My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation or the great assembly. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. Psalm 26, 12, my foot standeth in an even place. In the congregations, in the assembly, will I bless the Lord. Uh, the new living translation of that psalm is rather lovely. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Now I stand on solid ground and I will publicly praise the Lord. Psalm 35, 18, I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Psalm 40, 9 and 10, I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. When we come to assemble ourselves to the gathering of the saints, dear ladies, we come ready to give, not to hide, Christ in us, but to reveal Christ in us. We reveal Christ to one another when we come together, as we smile at one another, as we give one another a hand, as we show some kindness, as we give them a hug, as, as we talk together and fellowship together. All this togetherness. We are, we are revealing Christ to one another. We don't hide. We don't come with a mask. We don't come social distancing. We're coming to be together as God intends. And when we are in the togetherness of his people, it's the most safest place we can be. Unless we're sick and we'll stay at home. All this nonsense of all this social distancing is ridiculous. We use common sense. If anyone's sick, they stay home. But if we're well, we are there. And we are being a together people. And we're not hiding. Psalm 107, 31, 32. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation, the assembly of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Psalm 111, verse 1. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Psalm 149.1 Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Oh yes, it's not an individual walk. It's a together walk, a mutual faith walk, a gathering together walk, an assembling walk. That's what God wants. And there is strength in God's people coming together. Satan knows that if he can dissipate and weaken and separate the body of Christ, that he, he weakens them. We are not meant to be separating and social distancing, we are meant to be coming together, and so 
much the more as we see the day approaching. These are the scriptures, lovely, precious ladies. Let's walk according to the word and not according to our um, humanistic culture around us. Amen. Dear Father, we have mainly just spoken your word in this podcast, but we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that your word will just, oh Lord, it will just sink into them and just become part of them and just, Lord, just overflow them, Lord, and 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 your truth will become flesh and blood and they will walk your truth lord that their and their hands and their feet and their face and every part of their being will just be revealing your truth we ask it in the precious lovely name of jesus amen <music>